0: Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright, everybody, welcome into another edition of the Shant Show. We come to you following Coastal Carolina's victory over the Buffalo Bulls on Saturday. A game that was expected to be a blowout, Coastal Carolina came in as 20-point favorites by the time kickoff actually happened. It was all the way down to 12, and you could see why. It was a close game up until about a three-minute stretch in the fourth quarter where Coastal Carolina put up 14 points in next to no time off of a blocked punt and then a short field after a turnover. This was a game that was up and down throughout. You know, The three of us that, that did the pregame episode we pretty much hit the nail on the head with it. It was going to be kind of a, a chippy game. It was going to be a physical game and it was going to be a closer game than a lot of people thought. Josh, what were your initial takeaways from the game on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think there were a lot of positives in the game and a lot of things that, like you said, we we stated in the pregame episode that we needed to step up like the defensive line showed out huge defense in general, made some huge plays. And then, the offense, I mean, they did not look good at all, really. But you know, we pulled out with a win, and just something that stuck out to I me in the fourth quarter. One thing we said was that we lost our swagger and we didn't look like we were having any fun, and that looked to be the case for the first three quarters of the game. And then we got that scooping score on the punt, and the sidelines start going crazy. And from that point on, we went on a twenty-one to seven run. The shots were having fun, and that's what we obviously have to get back to. When we once we start having fun. The team plays better, morale's better, everybody's having fun. The sellies after the game were awesome. But, yeah, I mean, this just showed me we got to get back to having fun. And I did like to see a little bit of celebration in the locker room as well. So, mixed mixed feelings are a lot of good things, though. So, it's good to build on that heading into Georgia State next week.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Josh a lot of what he said. The one thing that caught my eye was ball security. You know, ball security was really a big deal. You know, we had uh, – I think we had four turnovers – um in the game maybe five and we are very fortunate to come out with the win you know a lot of teams that have that amount of turnovers in a game don't come out on top so we were very fortunate um to come out with the win you know special teams played a big key in the game you know with that scoop and score we were really feeling down and out at, at one point and then with that giving them the you know electricity for the team to have um and then you know grace mccall had to you know, do Grayson McCall things. He had to go out there, lead the team. And I, the one thing I like about him is he's never going to let this team go down without a fight. Half, you know, to a team for double-digit favorites of, you know, he comes out in the second half and just balls out, continues to balls out, leads this team. And a big game from C.J. Beasley. You know, C.J. Beasley came in, you know, we really wasn't expecting him to have the the game that he had and that screenplay at the end of the fourth quarter sealing it. Um, great play call by J- Jamie Chadwell on that. But, you know, it's good to have these close wins. Win is, is is good. Four point win last week was good as well. It builds on going into the next, you know, in, into the season. So I, I like the way that we, we kept our composure and kept uh, playing hard until the end and getting this win.
3: Yeah, like Josh said and Jordan, like, there are some, like, positives involved in this game, some negatives. One positive that, like, I was very impressed with was the passing defense got a lot better than what it has been these past two weeks. You know, um, the longest the longest reception of that game from Buffalo was a 20-yard catch. Other than that, everything else was less than 20 yards. So I got to give the pass defense a lot of uh, credit on that. Also, because if you look at like the number one receiver, Marshall, he went eight for 88 yards. Last game, it was like 180 something yards, something ridiculous like that. So, again, like I said, there's going to be a lot of progress. This team is going to have to pro- like progress a lot. And I think that pass defense wise, they did that. Um, offense wise, it started off pretty slow, you know, slower than I expected. And it didn't look like the offense was doing nothing. Just looked so like they were stagnant throughout that like first half. Second half, they eventually picked it up again after that. Uh, after that play we made on special teams, you know, and after the whole dance off with the whole team, it seemed like they really started building energy and getting into that offensive flow. But they started off slower than what I wanted. But overall, again, like, you know, they're showing progress. They are. Defensively, they're showing progress. And offensively, it started off a little slow, but they picked it up towards the end. Um, As far as this whole entire win, I mean... Is it a little closer to what I expected? Absolutely. I, I expected us to win by over 20, not 12 points, you know? I mean, I did predict that 10, but the point spread, it was bigger than that. So I don't know. There's still a lot of progress for this team to make, but overall they are making progress and I just expect them to continue on from that.
0: Yeah, I attended the game on Saturday. Um, it's my first game that I uh, have attended this season. And a couple of things were very obvious from uh the sidelines and one of those is the physicality of coastal carolina just isn't there um buffalo threw a lot of screens and a lot of you know short you know type little nickel dime type things and they were expecting coastal carolina to come up and, and make the play on those and our quarterbacks really didn't and so I think our pass defense was better, but I think it was better for the reason that, you know, Buffalo just didn't throw it down the field. I mean, hell, by the time that the game ended, Buffalo's quarterback had a 5.5-yard average per attempt. So he wasn't throwing the ball downfield. He was barely throwing it at all. And, yes, it's a win, and, yes, it's, you know, it it helps you, you know, move into the wacky sunbelt with some confidence you know but it didn't feel good it wasn't a feel good victory it was it was a victory where most of the people in the stands were angry and pissed off for most of the game and then that little that that scoop and score on the punt changed everything and I'm looking for this team to build off of the momentum of that fourth quarter and to change some of the things that they can do, and we know that they can do better. But the first step in that was winning this game, and they did that. So we go into Sunbelt play with, a, with another victory, and, and we look to build from there.
3: Right. And yeah. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy or nothing like that, or I don't want us to sound like it. There were guys, like we in the pregame episode, there were guys who actually like, you know, we called out, we were like, Hey, you gotta make plays. And there were guys who were making plays. You know, we talked about Gerard Clark and Gerard Clark was making plays out there. We talked about like how CJ Brewer, we wanted to see more out of him, even though he's been playing good. And CJ Brewer could have possibly been the star of that game. So so CJ Beasley. Beasley, excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking of uh, you know, last year. CJ Beasley, thank you he possibly could have been the star of that game. There were guys that we were calling out that were making plays. So, I mean, there's positives to that. It means that we do have guys that are capable of making these plays. But Curtis is absolutely right. You know, it wasn't a feel-good win. For most of that game, it wasn't a feel-good win. Where me and Josh are working this game, and I'm on the camera, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, so many flags, so many missed plays. I was like, you can't be serious. The beginning of the game alone, it was, like, embarrassing. The amount of turnovers that, like, the amount of, Terrible things that were going on within the beginning of like the first quarter. It was ridiculous. But, you know, I'll say this. They did pick it up towards the end. You know, they got some jolt of energy from that whole dance off thing and ended up like, you know, picking it up. But not all of it's negative. You know, there were guys who definitely stepped up that we said need to step up. And as long as they can do that every single week, I believe this team will progress.
0: Yeah, I mean, you called it out there. We said earlier this week in our pregame episode that we were looking for big games out of C.J. Beasley and from Josiah Stewart. And from the sidelines from watching that guy, Josiah Stewart has everything it takes to be a really, really solid NFL defensive end. He plays the run so well. There was a play where Buffalo ran an outside zone play away from him. And so on plays like that, you don't block the backside defensive end. He's got no chance of making the play. The dude cut the corner. He kept his, his path to the running back as tight to the offensive tackle as possible, ran straight down the line of scrimmage, and got a tackle for loss on a play that was run to the opposite side of the field. That's the Josiah Stewart that we know. That's the Josiah Stewart that played last year. That's the Josiah Stewart that we're expecting to keep coming back and play this year. And we finally saw glimpses of that. Hopefully that continues to build like the rest of the team. But, you know, Josh, what do you have to add here?
1: Yeah, another unit we called out after last week that just got absolutely toasted by Gardner-Webb was the defensive backs units. And multiple guys stepped up. Jordan Strong got his first interception since 2020. That was huge, and he should have had a couple more. But he was able to make impact on the game, and he provided a big return on that. And then, I don't know, I can't stress enough what Lance Boykin does. He got went out of the game, I think, in the third quarter with what appeared to be a concussion. So hopefully he makes a speedy recovery. But, but, I mean, that man was all over the field yesterday. He had a pass breakup. He made a couple great open field tackles on some screens. And then he had the sack. He comes off the outside corner, sacks the quarterback, causes the fumble, and we're able to get it back. And for a corner to do something like that and be able to – hit the quarterback and make him fumble. I mean, he just provides 110% effort on every play. He's physical. He's not scared of contact. And it was huge for him to step up. And then when he goes out, what happens? CJ approached, James, it was James Prochet? He comes in the game and he's able to get an interception and fill in for Lance Boykin. And this guy that we've talked about, all offseason as the third corner, the nickel corner, somebody that if one of these guys needs a blow, he can come in and make plays. And for him to come in and get an interception, that was awesome. And just those three guys, Jordan Strong, Proche, and Lance Boykin, we called on you to step up, and they stepped up. And another thing I wanted to add, Buffalo's longest reception was 20 yards. So they didn't really get burned on any huge plays, and that was huge.
2: Yeah, and this is like what we were talking about. You know, if the defense can – like this, if we can get our corners to play the way that they're playing and the defensive line can play consistently throughout the end of the season, we'll have one of the best defenses in the Sun Belt. No question about it. You know, everybody's, you know, been hyping up, you know, how good of, how good is the Sun Belt East is, but you know, we're, there's a lot of teams here that's going to be really good. So I'm I'm eager to see what we do on Thursday night. Thursday night's going to be another true test. Georgia State's 0-3 and They'll definitely be looking to come after us, but this team needs to understand that everybody's going to give us their best game. You know, we're not the hunters. We're the hunted. You know, we, we are the ones that everybody wants to try to knock off, you know, especially we're like, what, a little over a month until we get the app. It's going to be really key to see what we do in these, uh, uh, these Sunbelt games. Cause I want to see how this team goes and how the attitude is when it gets to the game is, you know, everybody talks about Ohio state, Michigan being the game, but it's app state and coastal is going to be the game as well. So I, I want us to see what we do leading up to that. But I feel like, you know, everybody played really well on defense. I'm glad that they were able to step up when they needed to. And, you know, big shout out to crochet, big shout out to Lance Boykin and big shout out to the Jordan strong. You know, those guys, we're going to need them
0: later on in the season. For sure. And, and, you know, I, I want to take a little bit of time to um, to be critical of a unit, and it's a unit that we've been critical of the entire, like, all last season. They had one good game to start this season, and I've been terrible for the last two. The offensive line isn't good. The offensive line just isn't good. I mean, hell, there were plays where Grayson McCall would go to attempt a play action And he didn't even have time to attempt a play action before somebody was in his face. He had to boot and get something. Like, that's a unit we need to step up. And they just don't. And I don't know if it's, again, this meritocracy crap where Willie Lampkin gets to start because he's been around forever. He was piss poor yesterday. He was terrible. And like being at the game, I was an offensive lineman myself. Um, when you get called for holding, your natural reaction is, ah, no, ah, whatever. Willie Lampkin ran 20 yards to chase down the referee and scream at him that it wasn't holding. Like, that's not okay. <laughs> I want Coastal to play well, and I want Coastal to play with an attitude, but that's going to get him kicked out of a game when there's a referee that doesn't put up with any bullshit like that. And... You know, Bill Durkin just has to put some attitude, has to put some, some mean streak in, in, in these guys. And just, there's nothing there. They're not playing well. And I think if you can get that unit playing well... Listen, Reese White had two fumbles on two carries. But in those two carries, he averaged nearly four yards. Like, that's a guy that if the offensive line gives him holes, you see what it leads to. Sure, they need to put some glue on his hands or some crap... But, like, if that unit can start playing well, this team can be unstoppable. This team could win the Sun Belt. This team could, could go to a really nice bowl game. But with that unit dragging us down, it's going to be hard to do that. And, and I'm calling out Bill Durkin. I'm calling out Antoine Loper. I'm calling out Willie Moyes. I'm calling out Willie Lampkin. It's time, man. Will McDonald. Like, get it together right like this is this is a unit that we know can be good that we know has the talent has the size has the ability and they just don't show it moving into the sun belt we need it we need it we need it badly so you know shout out to the defense for forcing four turnovers for generating the momentum that we needed Shout out to Bryce Carpenter on the punt return team. <laughs> the backup quarterback is on the punt return team and damn near he blocked he got damn near close to blocking one where he almost jumped over that like shield wall that they make. He got real close to blocking one that way and then on the one where the uh, punter dropped the snap and we got the scoop and score. Bryce Carpenter was the second guy there. You know, if, if if Brown doesn't scoop that up before him, Bryce Carpenter gets a punt return touchdown fumble, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, but um, you guys, where are you at with coastal season moving forward? You know, Sunbelt plays around the corner, the Sunbelt is as weird as it gets. They, can't, they come off of a week where they get two major upsets, and then Marshall loses to Bowling Green, and App State needs a Hail Mary to beat Troy, and... Georgia State loses to Charlotte. Like, who knows what team is going to roll in when, when we play the Sunbelt teams. But where are you at looking forward moving on from the Buffalo game?
1: Yeah, we're really going to find out. I think next week is a great test. It's a team that – a Georgia State team that we should be. Like, straight up, I think we're a better team top to bottom than them. But it's a team that's going to give us everything that they have. We have to go to Atlanta on Thursday night on primetime. So I think we're going to find out a lot about what this team is capable of and how they're going to perform going into Sunbelt play, because Georgia State's no slouch. And I think they're pretty well equal with a lot of the teams in the Sunbelt, probably on par with James Madison, Georgia Southern, and and ODU. So a lot of games are going to be like that. And I think moving forward, I mean, we could be talking about one-score games, maybe two-score games if we're lucky, going from here on out the rest of the season. So – I like where we're at. I like that the fourth quarter, if they can just keep the momentum and that energy that they had in that fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden believe that they're going to go in there and kick Georgia state's ass and then come in with energy on Thursday and be the dirty shots that we, the bad boy shots that we were talking about. That's what I want to see. And I'm just hopeful that we can kind of parlay this energy on a Thursday night. And if we can show up on Thursday night, I'll feel good, but Thursday night's going to be a real test.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with Josh. These are going to be really close games. And I don't like us in close games. But I will say this. We have pulled out in these close games. The past three weeks, we've we've won by three. We've won by four. We've won by 12. I feel a little confident going into Georgia State on a Thursday night on ESPNU, seeing that us getting getting a win. But Josh, Georgia State's no slouch. They play tough all three games um, that they've and they're no slouch. This is a team that we took likely last year on our homecoming and we lost. So I, I expect us to get our lick back on them. I expect us to hang some points if the play calling allows us, you know, to get the ball in Grayson McCall's hand and he can have a field day on this team because their pass defense is not good at all. So I expect us to have a really good game this week against Georgia State. Georgia Southern's going to be a little bit tricky. You know they're they're one of the ones we we can't sleep on none of these teams at all. None of these Sun Belt teams we can sleep on at all. Georgia Southern's no slouch. They just got off of a huge win last week. You know we we can't slouch on none of these teams. ULM went down to Tuscaloosa and put up some points on them on Alabama. You know Old Dominion just beat Virginia Tech. It's gonna we're gonna see how good of a team this team is in these next coming weeks. But I I feel like we should be able to win at least all these games um now curtis has old old dominion circled as a game to look out for he's got marshall as well um but i feel like we should be able to go into all these games but they're going to be close games but if we can continue to pull out these close wins and these against these really tough opponents that is the sun belt we'll have a good we'll have a, a fair share of taking on app state um november 3rd but yeah, App State didn't look good yesterday either, so we, we just don't know, and we can't let our guard down. This team needs to continue to, it's like Mario said, stay humble. You continue to stay humble, and you continue to do all the things that you're prepared to do, prepared to do, you got to show me something. Every week I'm going to keep saying it. You got to show me something. So this week they showed me something. Let's see what they do this this Thursday night in on ESPNU.
3: Yeah, again,
2: like, you know what?
3: Like, if they want any motivation to play good – just go back to last year. You don't even have to think about this year. Just go back to last year when they came into your home, where you guys were probably one of the best teams in the Sun Belt, and they beat you. Just think about last year. Simple as that. Use that towards motivation. You guys got one on us last year. Well, guess what? This year you ain't getting that. Simple as that. Now, look, if Coastal wants to, after a game against Buffalo, go in their locker room and shout the Kings of New York after beating a Buffalo team that went 0-2, cool. Whatever. Like I said, Stay humble. Stay humble. That's all I got to say. Honestly, go, going off of that, I'm optimistic, but I'm pessimistic at the same time. I'm optimistic because this game proved that there are guys who can step up and play good. You know, and if they step up next game and they continue to step up and do what they're supposed to do, I'll be very optimistic for the season. I had them at 11-1. and one. I'll keep that. But I'm also pessimistic because I'm starting to see it as early as week three, this team start losing that humbleness. You got to play humble. You have to. You got to play like you have something to prove every single game. And we're going to keep talking and we're going to keep telling you, just like Jordan says, you got to show me something. Well, you got to prove to us something. You got to prove something to us. Stay humble. That's all I got to say. Now, overall, this is a game that we should win top to bottom. But you know what? Last year was a game we should have won top to bottom too, and we didn't. You know, enough of the whole thing like Grace McCall wasn't playing. Doesn't matter. We should have won it, even with Bryce Carpenter, but we didn't. We fought hard. There was a time where we were down by, I don't know, it might have been 13 points or something like that, and we came back, but we didn't finish. We just didn't finish, and we need to do that. So I'm hoping that Thursday on a primetime game, we will not be in that situation where we have to finish. We will be the ones finishing Georgia State early. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, I like everything you just said, and really it's just – We saw it this week. I think Coastal Carolina and App State were the only two teams to win in the Sun Belt East after everybody having such a great week last week. And it's just – it shows me that we we could beat any – we can beat anybody in the Sun Belt. We could win the rest of our games. We could also lose to any one of them. The Sun Belt's going to be brutal. Guys are going to take games off each other. So we got to start out strong. we got to start out one and in conference play and just keep that confidence rolling. And then I wanted to say that it's just like you said – This team shows flashes like every player on this team has shown a flash this season that they can be great. And just like, kind of, we don't, it kind of messes with what our expectations are of this team, because this is a very inconsistent team. The only consistent performer that I've seen all season is Grayson McCall. He's given us almost 300 yards and three touchdowns every week, nine to one touchdown to interception ratio. That guy's going to give you three touchdowns a week. He's going to give you about 300 yards, you know that for a fact. So it's up to everybody else to step up and get the offense out of it. But I just, if everybody plays consistent and even a fraction of some of the flashes that they've shown at times, that's what's so frustrating about this team is that we see it. It's there, but they're inconsistent. And if we play inconsistent, we're going to lose to teams that we shouldn't lose to. Right. And usually, and like, especially this week,
3: the Sun Belt is so unquestionable. Like, it is. Like, we were raving about, like – I'm being honest. We were raving about, like, App State and how they started off 2-0 going up against teams and putting up a fight against UNC and beating Texas A&M. And then they almost lose to Troy off of a Hail Mary that, like, we didn't see coming. So, like, it really is questionable. Old Dominion um, uh, almost beat UVA. Like, this is a very questionable sunbat, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, this is what I'm saying. This goes back to the point – we have to take every single one of these games seriously because we don't know what Sun Belt team we're going to see. We don't know if we're going to see a team that the Marshall that beats Notre Dame or the Marshall that loses to Bowling Green. We're not going to, we're not sure if we're going to see the, the app state that beat Texas A&M or the app state that won off of a hail. We don't know what we're going to see. So we got to treat every single Sun Belt game. Like it is the most important game of the season.
2: Yeah. You know, Josh brought up a good point about the slow starts. We've had slow starts every game this this year, and we haven't played. I don't think this. Now, you guys can correct me if if I'm wrong, but I don't think we have played a whole full four quarters yet. I don't. I don't think we have. So that's what that's what bothers me. That's what you know. My heart was racing a little bit. You know, I felt like at times yesterday I was going to have uh you know a little bit of. I don't know. Heart was racing. Hands were sweaty. I, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with this team. But, you know, it, it that's the only thing that kills me. But, you know, I feel like, you know, if like everybody said, if, if everybody's playing a part, the special teams is doing what they're doing, getting blocked punts. And if the offensive line can somehow turn it around, I feel like we were a little too nice by shouting them out and shouting Bill Durkin out. You know, we, we did that one week, and, and now they play like crap the whole, you know, since then. You know, they got to turn it around. You know, Grayson's got to have more time in the pocket on play actions. He's got to have more time in the pocket to throw. He's rushing a lot more than he usually is. So I think the offensive line's got to do better with that. But if the defense can continue to play like they did last week, the D-line gets to the quarterback, you know, the Jordan Strong and Lance Boykin are out there killing it. You know, JT killing He can keep getting those tackles. Shane Bruce can keep getting those tackles. We can beat anybody on this team. It's going to tell in the next, what, four or five weeks. If we, we go like 5-0 and 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 with a win against Apple on that Thursday night, I will come back on here and I will apologize. I will apologize. I will say I was wrong. I will say I should have kept the 12-0 and record. I, I, I will say I was wrong. But like I said before, you got to show me something. So we're going to see what happens.
1: Yeah, I think that quote, you got to show me something, is probably going to be our mantra for the next, for the whole season, really. Because you said something earlier, you're like, we haven't played four quarters yet. And it's like, while well, that part of that saying is a good thing, it's like, because it's just off the base of the factor that one day they will play four quarters. And like, it's like, we haven't played to our full potential yet. I said that against Army last week was weird. This week was weird. We played one quarter this week. So you're always like oh if we play four quarters this team could be incredible. But at some point it becomes hard to stop to keep relying on this hope that a team can reach their full potential and they got to show us something and what better chance to do that than this Thursday because if we don't play a full four quarters then I mean we could we could lose every single game the rest of the season if we don't play four quarters so that's what we need to do this this Thursday is play four quarters and Please don't make us keep hoping that one day you will.
0: Yeah, please. Please, for the love of God, let us let us believe that a game is over at halftime. <laughs> I miss those days. I miss going, going to get a beer at halftime when I'm at home and not having to worry about the third and fourth quarter. Like, I want that back, please. <laughs> but I think to, to wrap up this episode, let's go ahead and give out game balls. Mario, we'll start with you. Who gets your game ball for uh, the Buffalo week? You
3: know what? I said in the pregame show, I said I would love to see Beasley get a touchdown. This man didn't just get one touchdown. This man got two. I got to give that game ball to Beasley. I really do. You know, I mean, not that Reese did terrible. Reese did all right, but he had that, like, dirt. He had that insane run, and then he fumbled the ball, and – it seemed like a real downer on the team. Beasley kept running. Beasley kept running. And on top of that, he was the second He was the second leading uh, receiver that game. The man had three receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. So I got to give that ball to Beasley. Beasley really was like a lightning bolt on that offense. And I really do think he kept that energy up on offense, especially during that time when the team started getting pumped up. I think Beasley was a real important
2: uh, factor in this game. And I think without Beasley, we don't win. Um, well, for me, um, I'm going to have to give it to the Jordan Strong. I feel like the Jordan Strong um, played a hell of a game yesterday, got his first interception since 2020. And that's just because some belt quarterbacks are scared to throw towards him. But, you know, he almost had a return for a touchdown yesterday. Um, and like I said, him and Lance Boykin, those two are probably, without a doubt, they continue to keep playing like they're playing. Those two can be the best in the Sun Belt. And, you know, coverage needs to get better. Our pass coverage has to get better. We can't keep getting beat and having big plays, especially with slant. We have a problem with slants as well. Um, But, you know, the Jordan Strong is one of the leaders on that defense, and he played his tail off yesterday. Um, You know, I got to give it to him. And, you know, for him and Lance Boykin and and Jacob Proche to – Step up the way those guys did. I like I like where this team can go. But if we can clean up the big plays, I say we'll be one of the best. We'll have two of the, or three of the best corners in the Sun Belt. But game ball goes to Jordan Strong for me.
1: Yeah, I really want to give it to Lance Boykin. But this guy that I'm going to give it to just, I saw a different team after what he did. Jamar Brown, he's a guy that's come up big multiple times. He had that interception in the Army game. Before the season, I didn't even know who this guy was. He didn't really play much for us. But for him to come out, and I know he didn't force the fumble, but he was one of the guys rushing the punter, and they muffed it. But for him to scoop and score like that, and then he's the one that initiated the sellies. He went over to the sideline. He got everybody hyped. And, I mean, Curtis was out there. Mario was out there. You can attest. It was a different team after that. And maybe that's the spark we needed, and I think it might be. And for Jamar Brown to provide that spark, I saw a different team after that. And so I have to give him the game ball. Shout out to you, Jamar Brown.
0: Yeah. Not only was it a different team, it was a different fan base too. Cause up until that, that punt return scoop and score, it was real dour in the stands. There was a lot of pessimism. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of like, what in the hell is going on? And then he hits that and the DJ hits you with swag surfing. And everybody's going up. Everybody's up and dancing. Everybody's People moving around. Yeah. Like it, I know Buffalo Sideline tried to do some bullshit where they came like halfway out on the field to do a dance battle, but it didn't matter. Coastal had their swag back, finally. And it reminds me of the Alex Spillman block against Kansas, where that was the, the tipping point for that season. That put the season in motion and was like, hey, listen, we are who we are we the you know we've got the swagger to us we're gonna win we're gonna make these plays and and you know hopefully they keep that moving but my game ball is gonna go to uh, Sam Pinckney um, guy just had a, had an electric game we know that this is our number one wide receiver now there were a little bit of doubt coming into the season oh it's gonna be you know, Tyler Roberts got his scholarship. There's going to be a couple of guys that, that were going to compete for it. But Sam Pinckney on Saturday stamped his name as as Coastal's number one, as Coastal's ex, and, and their go-to guy when they're in trouble. And he played a hell of a game, and I think he deserves a game ball. And and um, shout-out to Josiah Stewart. He had a hell of a game too, but I just think Sam Pinckney deserves, deserves the credit here and gets my game ball. But I think with that, I think we go ahead and wrap it up. Again, Coastal Carolina – victory over buffalo they play on thursday against georgia state so we will have a pregame episode coming out later this week follow us on twitter at the shot show on instagram at shot show let us know who your game ball pick is um you know there's a lot of of, of good candidates out there let us know who uh, gets the game ball for you and with that i'll go ahead and sign us off what's up, Shots up.